guys, it's Lavetta. It's Miriam. Welcome to Notorious Women Podcast. A comedy podcast. About some of history's most, most notorious, notorious women. women. Yeah, we did. I love how we get excited when we actually it's do it right. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, darling. I think you're first this week. I'm first. So who's your notorious woman? All right, Lavetta. You know how sometimes I just kind of talk about a thing as opposed to a person? Yes. Because when I looked up the person... I found nothing, oh. and then I was like, "Okay, I'm done with my research." And then yeah. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, and I'm like, "Are you done? Because you found nothing." <laughs> so you go back and okay. you try to research more, and you're like, "No, yeah, I was right. I was done." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, have you ever heard, and you might have, of Keiko the Razor? No. Okay. Keiko. That sounds like a Japanese name. It does, right? Oh, mm-hmm. So the razor, okay. The sukaban was one of Japan's very first all-girl gangs. Oh, and I'm mostly gonna talk about that. Okay, because you know when you're like googling, you're like, I gotta get outside of the box. I've yeah, been a lot of white yeah, women yeah, lately. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's a lot of black women. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go to the let's just Japan. Japan. Asian or Latinas. Latinas. Yeah. yeah, it's not something else. Maybe Middle Eastern. Yeah. Let's, let's Middle Eastern Native women. You so know. So I was I was starting this journey and I went Japanese gangster woman. <laughs> Oh, what am I gonna find? Well, I love a gangster, and I love the Japanese. So. Right, hey. I thought of you, um, and then I found this sort of. I guess I'm gonna use the word for not phenomena, but I, I don't. Okay, I don't know. If it, this is this is what happened. Okay. Okay. So, following Japan's defeat by the Allies in World War II, mm-hmm. the country was occupied by the U.S. and British troops. Yes. We know this between 1945 and 1952. I mean, we know this, but like, do we? Like, yeah. Like, after we pass the test. Well, actually, my Japanese teacher in high school, Drakstedu Sensei, mm. was in Japan oh. during the occupation. That's how old he was okay. when I was in high school. Yeah. Wow. He used to tell us little stories about it. But I yeah. bet you he knows a little bit about this. Oh, yeah. So the national morale was, was low. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and the population was plagued by alcohol and drug abuse. Yeah. So the environment naturally gave rise to the to groups of delinquent boys who were closely related to organized crime. Okay. Um, they then refused to give access to female members. So the they refused. S- they refused. Okay. So there is a whole. So wait a minute. They had thing. women. They had girlfriends. Okay. And wives, but they wouldn't allow them to be a part of. Of the the gang itself. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I misunderstood. Right? Okay. So it was like you you can date me, but like that is and in Japan. Oh yeah, typical Japanese. You know, in, and I think in America, women who were part of gangs here, as wives and mothers and all that, um, still kind of had a foot in a yeah, whole that yeah, an yeah, idea yeah. of what was ha- as a hey, I need you to yeah yeah yeah. You know, but in Japan, it was not that they oh, were so absolutely like separated. The mafia here, the Italian mafia yeah, here. Yeah, even though some of those ladies probably. Know I mean, what's I going feel on. like some of those ladies were like. But um, some of them are just completely separate, and they're just like housewives. That's, like that's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, <clears throat> what happened was something called the sukaban, uh, which literally means girl boss. Okay. Emerged in the '60s. And it remained a cultural force throughout the 1970s. Now, the term sukaban literally, because it means girl boss, it was a very much a defiant movement. Okay. Because they were going against both their gender norm and literally cre- yeah, committing very, crimes. That's very un-Japanese um, ladylike. Yeah. So like they they took like all the stereotypes and all the the expected behavior, yeah. right? And they told everyone to fuck off. And they I love this. They were very violent. Oh. So it used to originally it would it, the term was to the leader of the gang, but eventually it was any member okay. of the gang. Um, by 1972, the public began to call any girl. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Just lumped them all together. Gang. Like hippies. <clears throat> it's like people, there are hippies, and then people are like, your hair's long, so you're a hippie. Yeah, basic, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, exactly. So the, there's called the Kanto Women Delinquent Alliance was a 20,000-person group. It was the largest Tsukuban gang Japan has ever seen. So that's separate from who I'm talking about, but just like FYI. It started in the mid-60s. It peaked in the 70s. So it was like a real corporate entity. 
Uh, it boasted a president, an advisor. It had an accountant. Uh, they did things like petty crime, like shoplifting and bullshit. And they had brawls with other gangs all the time. Are you kidding me? I've never heard this. They carried chains and single blade razors as their weapons of choice. Damn. So one of the most famous ones that I found was Keiko the Razor. Her nickname became, came from her tendency to quickly pull the razor she kept between her breasts and slash an enemy's face out in one swift motion. So they would like wrap it in like yeah 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 that's an old school like the... like the girls in the Bronx like the gang yeah. members in the Bronx yeah like, for real yeah but these are Japanese women they might have learned it from them okay this needs to be a TV series doesn't it though oh my I god I mean there's this like a lot badass. about actually I'm gonna talk about most of what I was able to find but I feel like I feel like it's out there it's just not accessible to me yeah but it's a it was a very specific time and place. Oh my god! Um, this is amazing. I mean, not the the you know the crime and like slashing people's but faces, like, but but it's really interesting. It's not long after World War II. Yeah, there were, were two bombs that came off in yep. that very small country that were detrimental in an extreme way. And they were they were um, on the bad side. And they were occu- they were occupied. And they're being occupied. Yeah, right. So I'm not promoting Nazism. You know that. No, right? but we understand why this could, uh, especially with young people, they have yeah. nothing to do. They're angry. Yeah. No opportunities. Yeah. No money. And they're, and again, I think it is challenging. It's again, Nazis bad, always bad. And war is bad. But, and war always bad. But like these people didn't actually do anything wrong. Right. Like there's, there's, you know, like these are the children or even the little sisters and brothers of, of yeah. Well, I you know, will say, small. I will say this, uh, because this was my area of study in college mm-hmm. that, um, after the war, the Japanese, uh, conceded, the Japanese public conceded that they felt like their government had become warmongers and had yes. infected the people. So it's almost like they, they admitted, and if you go to Hiroshima, it's in the, the memorial. They say, you know, um, it's almost like they were under a spell as a nation. And they were like bloodthirsty. Because yeah. the Japanese uh, government uh, attacked Asia. They were as, as brutal in Asia to their Asian mm-hmm. cousins yeah. as the Germans were in Europe. Yeah. So they attacked China, um, uh, Korea, they were really, really aggressive. And remember the kamikaze. So, yeah. but the Japanese people realized that they had, you know, obviously there's people like, this is insane. What are we doing? Right. But then you had people who were like, yeah, let's get them. Like, we're going to be mm-hmm. a superpower. And yeah. like, so they felt like, it's almost like we have this punishment and we're going to take our punishment with, you know, with, with a certain level of, of dignity yeah. and you know acceptance but i can imagine these are young people so they probably were like seven eight three. ten yeah i was seven you know, i was a child all they yeah. did was suffer right all they did was run away and be hungry right you know and so there is we do have to look at the whole picture yeah. of of war and, and the young even, people are right they're like well yeah. where is our opportunities yeah you know, we didn't like, do anything I like you said. I didn't even like. Were they even voting? I yeah, don't know like shit no, but about you know, that. and then you just like you have but, these guy jeans here occupying us, telling us what to do, right? And you know, that's why you got to give people stuff to do, especially young people. Yeah, you got to keep them occupied. So, yep. But that's my little so. Two this cents. is what occupied them. Oh, so this is. I have a little bit of Keiko the Razor. So okay. she was the she was one of the famous ones. Um, she hailed from the Tokyo suburb of Saitama. Okay. Said that maybe right. She commanded, it says here, that she commanded a private army of 50 women warriors. Okay. Uh-huh. So it says here too, this is a good sentence. So I'm going to quote it. I think this is from Wikipedia, probably. Few, I've, I've searched so many, di- there's a bunch of sources to create the very small amount that I know. Wow. Um, Few Sukaban cast quite as menacing a shadow as did Keiko, whose exploits became an urban legend of sorts. But physical violence of one sort or another was an everyday fact of life for many. So she mm. was His particularly aggressive. And I bet you in their minds, they're like, because, you know, the Japanese do grow up with, you know, their historical figures, the samurai. 
Yes. So I bet they're like, yeah, bitches, we are, we are the modern day summarize. There's no, there's not a lot of, as far as I know, <laughs> Japanese and Japanese culture of women warriors. No, there's you only a few, but no, there's I'm, a few. Like it's yeah. a very male dominated kind of thing. It's mostly yeah. a male situation. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like these yeah. modern women are like, fuck that. Yeah, like, exactly. And then after the war, they're like, so hence yeah. the, the razors, which is a small sword. And also know? the, the, Real battlers yeah. that really went to a war, they fucked it up. Yeah. Right? They yeah. fucked it up. So I can That's see right. where there's this subconscious feeling of like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm fuck not going to be like that timid girl you want me to be. No. I'm going to have a razor and y'all going to be scared of me. I just love this though because that... that that stereotype about Asian women being uh, submissive. Also, I'm I like, know. where? I was like, do you actually know any Asian women? I've that never is, met one. Yeah. Um, maybe it's always been in America. Maybe an older, like, like their their grandmothers or something, but right. these are young women are like, when fuck like, that. Yeah, when you grow up in a society where they basically beat you down and say you have no choice, you have no yeah. choice, and every woman around you is being like that, then right. you guess you're going to do that. But even in that, you're going to have some people be but like, But after no. war, all bets are off, man. Yes, it's true. So. Yeah. Keiko. Um, so That's such a cool name too. It's I know, right? It says here that not only there were there plenty of rival factions to tangle with, so there were a ton like twenty thousand. So they had motherfucking gangs, and they all hated each other. <laughs> oh and so they were they were constantly there was it says there was ample opportunity to inflict damage on members of one's own gang as well because so okay. Go with me. This is what they called it. Their terms. Don't get mad, people. Okay. If you messed up, if uh-huh. you fucked up within your gang, yeah. that's this would earn you what they called a lynching. Okay. So Well lynching is. Right. Oldest time. And then in this case, lynching meant several degrees of punishment. So it's not the so they same. mean like whipping and like what are they talking about? So it the, right. So the the oh light God. the e- getting off easy like oh you fucked up but I will forgive you is like a a cigarette burn. What? Yeah. Um The Crips and the Bloods ain't got nothing on these women. <laughs> girl, I'm not done. So if you fucked up like a little bit more than that, you needed like a medium kind of lynching that's what they said okay me, okay right and then that's that probably like, the translation is probably a little off too probably but yeah. every source i looked at like four they just picked it they, up from something all one, kept, yeah. but i'm wondering if they picked it up from america yeah yeah like I that's, mean, that's that to me and then they translated it i think the, tra- the translation but might be nobody off. talks about that yeah but i'm so curious because like who's gonna take that word yeah, and, like, no, I, I think it it's again. I think somebody trans mistrans because Japanese is like any language is very like uh, the subtleties of it. Yeah, like, like I, oh, we will like no, you know. Yeah, no, I feel <laughs> no. like that's an American who interpreted one way because that doesn't. I mean, also remember, GIs are walking around for seven years. Yeah, oh, and that's so, probably maybe where they got it. Yeah. Like they picked up that bad word, but like because the Japanese aren't. I can't think in their history of like hanging people. That's not something that they did. This is what this says. Okay. I can't remember the sources. I really should have written them down. I'm sorry, but I was going so many sources to find anything. So the, um, the lit cigarette that Mm -hmm. would burn you, if you fucked up like a little bit more than a, than a small fuck up, uh, they would burn a more intimate part of your body. (gasps) I know. I know. Right. And then it says, the hardest of punishments rival, this is a quote from one of my sources, anything in the annals of the Spanish Inquisition and are simply too terrible to mention here. And every source I looked up says the same Spanish Inquisition thing. So So quartering? I don't fucking, right? I mean, there was, I heard this one, um, uh, I don't think it was Spain. It was maybe Constantine or something. That fucker. Um, yeah, he's a dick. He liked to torture people. So he had his one of his guys create a torture, a heated metal ball, and you could put a human inside of it. Oh, God. So the guy makes it, and I'm thinking, who comes up with this shit? Yeah, so right? it doesn't, it, you kind of roast to death, right? That's so fucked. The guy shows up, and the guy's like, here you are, your, your highness. highness. No, don't And the say king's it. like, get in it. No, he didn't. He made the guy get in oh it. Oh, my God. I was like, hold the fuck 
comes up with that's this. some fucking where was the xanax when you needed it you know what girl, i'm saying yeah Let's, wow. the, the fact that our country is still like oh mental health is just all in your head right no no yeah. no that's some mental fucked up health shit right there Let's like, do you know what I'm saying? And the, please understand, I am very sympathetic to mental health. Oh, yeah. You know, we're saying, yeah, people therapy. need. But yeah. my point no. is that like sometimes and people no. have bigger, greater things that require massive intervention. And yeah. if you look in the annals of history, possibly you will find that instead of getting the help they needed, they created a Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, just, but what part of the body do you think they burned? Uh, the nipple? Oh, I know, Lord. Right? I mean, because the, the nice version would be the nipple. I mean, right? Uh, because in that neighborhood, it's really mad. And all of that and I are doing is hugging our nipples right now. I um, can't. Damn, these women are gangsta. Yeah, they are. Woo! You, you and I would have been hiding. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, can, I like, can't be in a gang. No, like. um, I have to go home to dinner. Yeah. My mother will be very upset. But I bet yeah. you, it, I bet it was very hard to avoid them. If you're Probably. a young person, like and it is in like parts of the, of that in modern games. Yeah, These totally. Kids, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we tend to demonize. It's not a good idea. Gangs are terrible. I'm not supporting yeah. it, but there's a reason they show up in society. Yeah, Cause then one gang member decides they're going to bully you. So then the other gang members are like, and another gang's like, well, we'll protect you. If right. you like, it's like, so we'll you're protect like, you. We yeah. just have to do a few things. Yeah. But we got you. We love you. We're your yeah, friends. Yeah. We got your back. Wow. Yeah. So some of the reasons for, the lynching. I don't know what other word to use. Um, yeah. uh, the my, punishings. The punishing. I'm going to call it the punishings. I yeah. just find it so odd. This yeah, I think you're right. I think they must have picked up that language yeah, from the GIs. That makes sense, right? Because I'm like, that in Japanese annals, I don't even know where they would find <laughs> like, a word like that. What? Right? Yeah. What? That. Yeah. But it's, and it's not correct. Because lynching is just a hanging. It's just a hanging. But lynching has a connotation that's, uh, you know, attached to Jim Crow and slavery. L- and lynching, also. I think, was specifically started with jim crow yeah but it's just a hanging like they've been hanging people since the beginning of time that's my point like for sure but But they didn't call it lynching right and that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah, it that originated probably in the south in american south it was meant to be somewhat connotative of like a terrible thing so it's like a it, it's yeah because it sounds like it's just punishings like it's punishings quote-unquote i don't know what the worst different though, levels rival anything in the annals of the spanish inquisition sounds rough to me i mean that's just torture and like, yeah like, like but i i don't know that they murdered anybody and lynchings murdered everybody. yeah that's what i'm saying like so that's yeah. why I, I really feel like, like the, it doesn't the cut the, the it um, doesn't work the translation is off somebody I'll mistranslated yeah yeah it's still pretty bad right god girl um so if they showed disrespect to senior members uh if they spoke to enemies or they were caught doing drugs now huh drugs did not include sniffing paint thinner because that was fine (laughs) and smoking okay also fine uh you the most common cause of said punishings uh, was fooling around with the opposite sex. So if you cheated on a boyfriend and usually there, there were Boncho gang members, yeah, so that yeah, was yeah. the men, right? If, and they were like, they were like connected. Like they liked that gang. They were, then you would earn yourself a little punishing um, or like a big one. Um, and there was a lot of like, it says here, soap opera style drama. Oh, I bet. That's so, a, this needs to be a TV show, man. Oh, this should be, this would be this would be like it. Look, HB, at least five seasons. HBO, if you are listening, I'm telling you, this is like a mini series or one of those. Look, I don't watch enough good television, but you know what this I'm saying. This would be so great, man. Like, I mean, I don't know that I would watch it, but like, if you want to give me producer credit, I will take that check. I totally watch um, it. I like you hell. I'd like to the write it. Shit out of it. You I'd should be like, write yeah, it. girl. Mm. Well, you would be good writer for like, it because oh, you understand awful. so much of the culture. Yeah, it'd be great. Um. Uh, la 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 la. So, what did they wear? You ask. I will answer. So, <laughs> I should host game shows, shouldn't I? <laughs> this is the answer. Um, so they wore a long pleated skirt. So it was in defiance of the mini skirt because that was rising in popularity, okay. and they were like, "No, we're gonna wear a long pleated skirt." But it was topped by a sailor blouse and an untied necktie under the collar and they would cut their shirts to expose their midriff so they were like we're still sexy we're just not wearing what everyone else is wearing because we're different 
which they, you know basically it's kind of like cholos well. or cholas you know yeah. the, the girl gangs like they have the really pretty makeup but they're kind of but they're covered which i yes. always like like they're which covered I, but which i respect a, no i listen if there's any latinas out there who are cholas uh no disrespect ma'am uh, <laughs> i'm just <laughs> might i say you look pleasant yeah you evening. look very lovely mm-hmm. uh no disrespect uh so but no, yeah but like it's a it's a cultural way of and i think yeah we have it now with, with the visco girls totally not the same thing they're trying to save the earth these oh, women are gotcha, starting gang gotcha. fights but yeah, yeah, yeah. there is like a way to dress and a yeah. way to look and that's what they did they also wore converse sneakers which i could totally get behind yeah because you need to walk and they like made it cute with like badges and like buttons and like things like that but they're like cutting people's faces and they were cutting people's faces oh my lord um this is awesome in the 1980s now this kind of faded out in the 70s but in the 80s the police produced pamphlets describing them as omens of downfall with their dyed or permed hair and the long skirts and rolled up sleeves and they roll up the sleeves of course to hide knives in there as well um and so, uh, could you find any like, pictures? Of these I, there's ladies? so many pictures. Okay, okay. You're gonna, it's, okay I'll, I'll put it on the website. Lose yeah. your mind with how many pictures. Oh but no, I only saw one picture of actually the long skirts. But everything I read talked about the long skirts. But there were so many with like, and they've they've made some movies about this too. But I'm thinking Netflix needs to get a hold of this or well, HBO. Well, I would imagine when a long skirt is hard to run. Yeah, but they they made it happen. Yeah, you know. But I could see why they would. You know, um, alternate so, between that. So what they did to combat this mm-hmm. um, and in general organized crime uh, with young people is to let it roll. Just let it roll. So they basically assume that kids will grow out of it. Oh. And it'll be fine. And did they? So kind of in the end of the 70s they did but i think it's really interesting but the economy improved in japan in that's the 70s. really what happened and yeah. and i i've read the look this is very like i've read a couple of different books and i've seen a couple of different examples of this in like media mm-hmm. but i do think that bullying in japan i don't want my children to go to school there because mm-hmm. i feel like it's not as protected as it is here, not that bullying doesn't happen literally everywhere. What do you mean protected? Like you, you think it's like just let it's it like kids run amok? Kids. Oh, okay, okay. Just make sure to get good grades. I don't, I don't really know that much about the but school system. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know what I'm basing this off of? Two novels I read mm-hmm. separate about like in the 90s, and then and it might not be true today. And also, but also, um, did you watch? Mm, okay, Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't Japan. watched the one in Japan yet. Watch the one in Japan. Yeah. There's just two. Oh my God, everyone's abused in high school. And so. I know, I which again goes this. against what we think of the Japanese right. people. And I watched, I read this and I saw that and then I read this book and I was like, maybe they don't intervene like maybe as much as they should. And maybe I'm totally wrong. You can email me and tell me I'm totally wrong. I would like less bullying. So well, that I know. would make me feel better. Well, I know culturally the Japanese really re- uh, re- reveal? Uh, mm-hmm. Uplift? What's the Revere. word? Revere. Revere. Oh, my God. Girl, I got Revere you. their children. Um, yes. So there's a lot of coddling that goes on. So which I also think makes the kids a little kind of soft. Yeah. So because we don't coddle our children in America. I know. Well, that's the problem today. I feel like these kids and, and listen, I'm not justifying bullying, but I just feel like some of these kids, if they get teased, like I got teased because I have small eyes. Right. So, I, mean, I got teased because it, I'm dark skinned. Your face is so beautiful. Like, I, I got teased because I'm dark skinned, I have small eyes, and I have really thick hair. People with so, nothing else to do that day. Because kids are jerks. Kids all are of them. Fucking right? assholes, for sure. And so, like, you know, some of the teasing was more hurtful than others, but it actually yeah. made me tough because I actually didn't fall under peer pressure in high school. Because by the time I got to high school, I was like, well, y'all can suck it. <laughs> like, yeah, because no, I got teased so much when I was very it's young. true. But I just, I see this and these, these kids are kids. They're in high school. Yeah. Now I and think the, it's worse because of the internet. the police did nothing. Yeah. They, it, I so can see where they, they're like, oh, they're just, there is kind of a culture of a hands off situation. Oh, that's interesting. As long as they go to or school. Or maybe it was the time. It could be the time. I'm basically giving you information that I'm getting from Queer Eye. So, you know, like, don't let me define a whole culture. 
No. Off of five really good episodes. And Japan is awesome. You guys should definitely I go really to want to go oh to Japan. Oh my God, it's so awesome. You have so much fun. I mean, I'm fun. never going to go because I have children. But oh, one day. I'll play the lottery. Maybe I'll win. You should win. go. Um, and that's about it. I mean, there's t- there's lots of movies. Uh, fun fact. Remember Kill Bill Volume 1? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I've never seen it. But the character Gogo Yubari, the chain-slinging, sword-swinging oh, yeah. schoolgirl, she's a Sukuban. Oh, okay. So it, it, it's a it's an, a fair amount of like comic books and anime. Oh, that makes they, sense. They've then. translated into to a lot of their culture. Now, how do you spell it? Sukuban is uh, S-U-K-E-B-A-N. E-B-A-N. Sukeban. Sukeban, yeah. yeah. And I talked about Keiko the Razor for four seconds. Yeah, but Keiko... Because there's not much about her. I just so... I like, but I wanted to. I'm like, what happened to her? What is she doing now? It's so funny because she probably she? grew up and became a mom. She's like a mom, <laughs> soccer mom, you know. And her kid sees like... Like one of her like war wounds, you You're know, like, from her game. Oh, mommy tripped. It's fine. <laughs> I burned oh my myself God. cooking for you. The mm. Sukeban. I've never heard of them. That's amazing. I know, right? I had to bring it in. <gasps> Sukeban. Even I didn't really talk much about an actual person. Oh, um, his name. But we can imagine how cool she is. Yeah, and I love how also, like... Also, we don't condone violence. No, we don't. <laughs> but I kind of love the fact that these Asian women are like acting so unladylike I and unsubmissive. It. I'm so. like, yes, girl. <laughs> Okay, so thank you for that. You're welcome. So my Notorious Woman is, um, I might have a theme this month, is Black History Month. So I have another black woman, uh, but she is not necessarily a person that we need to be celebrating. Mm, Uh, She's a bad girl. Right, okay. Um, Because bad girls come in all types and... And this one's very weird. <clears throat> okay. I, so like, my, I like weird ones. Go yeah. On. Notorious. My notorious woman this week is Clementine Barnabet. Have you ever heard of her? Okay. Like, I want to say yes, but probably Maybe you have. not. But I had on. never heard of her. I was like, what? Go on. Okay. So Clementine Barnabet is believed to have been born around 1894 in okay. St. Martinsville, Louisiana. To Raymond Barnabet, a sharecropper, and Nina Porter, Probably also a sharecropper slash mom right. slash wife. It's not like she was stuff. home just cooking. because no, if you're That's a sharecropper, everybody gets out everybody. in the field. So, uh, oh, now, you're walking? Okay, then you're going yeah. right there. Now, she, um, Clementine, along with her parents and brother, she had a, a brother named Zephyrin. They, so she's from Martinsville, Louisiana, but when she was about 15 in 1909, they moved to Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. So a short time. That's uh, like a bigger away. town, right? Yeah. Now, it was also reported that her father, Raymond, like a lot of men with issues, was abusive to the family. What? A lot of poor men Just, take it out on their wives yeah, and their children. No, it's awful. Now, at 17, so about two years later, they, the family joined a church called the Church of Sacrifice, an offshoot of a Christ-sanctified holy church congregation in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, and that sounds so, like aggressive. Go yeah, on. like sanctified anything is like really, really aggressive. Burn. Ba- yeah, it's like snake, um, snake charming. Yeah. It's like sanctified can be a, a lot of weird kind of. It, it encompasses a lot of different sects of Christianity. That's very weird. Um, no judgment, so, but it's weird. Well, I, I listen again. I was raised a Southern Baptist, so I can talk crap. Um, I can't. I'm Jewish. Cuckoo. Even there's some, <laughs> even there's some stuff in like baptism. You're like, what? I, I don't know. Some but of the churches. You know what? The farther back you go, like, look, like, read the Bible. That if you look at the actual Bible of what they girl. actually tell you to do, it's, none of this. It's just it's, it's some man. Usually a man came up with something. And the people are like, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so and I also think we forget that religion is even still today. But for all the sex, for all the forms of religion was a social thing. I mean, that's and still a yeah, social thing yeah. for a lot of people. So, um, OK, so now that same year. And so in 1911 ish um, on February 11th um, in Crawley, Louisiana, Walter, this man named Walter Byers, his wife, Sylvia Byers, and their infant child was killed with an ax. Oh my God. Decapitated. And then their bodies were laid together in bed. What the fuck? The police were somewhat used to crime happening in this largely uh, poor part of town because when people are poor, there's a lot of uh, violence and brutality. Yeah. But the brutality of the murders 
basically they called it brained with an axe, uh, as one source put it, surprised them. Later that same month, so in February, uh, the parents and two children of a family of the Andrus family were also murdered in the same way. Oh my God. Now there was something happening in America and like around this time in the tw- early 20s, there was a lot of ax murders. I don't know why. I don't really. Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, There's wow. the very famous ones and which they make reference to, I make reference to in here, but the Vasily ax murders, uh, murders um, this family of people, and a visiting childhood friend of one of the daughters were just, at, they were killed in oh their beds. God. And apparently the, the, the person stayed there um, and ate something and hung out and then covered all the mirrors. And when they came, they could even see like when he would swing the ax up because the house had low ceilings. Oh, shit. Like grooves in the ceiling. Okay. And... What's so weird about it that this person, the Vasilia Axe Murders, I think I'm, Vasilia maybe, Axe Murders, they're very famous. He covered all of the the mirrors, but he sat in the house all night and there was no disturbance. So. Like, so there were a lot of Axe Murders and knowing, during this time. In Jewish culture, when you're mourning, mm-hmm. you're supposed to cover, cover the mirrors, mirrors, right? Oh, and then some of the people's so, faces were covered too. So okay. there, it's almost like. But he like bashed their heads in and then, so yeah, and they never found this I'm guy. I'm telling you Xanax. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. But there were a lot of ax murders, I guess because an ax was handy back then, you yeah, know, and okay. then, well, Lizzie Borden's a hatchet, they believe, but anyway, so. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah, it is. It's just a small okay. ax. Um, so, so yeah, so this other family, the Andrews family were murdered in the same way. So in the ensuing investigation, the, the authorities first suspected Clementine's father, Raymond Barnabet, because he had a bad reputation around right. town. Um, he had been arrested based on suspicions from his mistress. So he beaten his <laughs> wife and his kid, and he got a mistress. Oh, my God. Man, you ain't got no money to have a mistress. Yeah, no, exactly. But those Ooh. are the ones who have them. So, right. And he was fighting his mistress. So after a fight. Dude, you can't get along with anyone. Okay. She griped about him to a friend and said that he bragged about killing someone. I mean, he could have been just talking. Who knows? But isn't that a I mean, people are like, oh, they were just. But I'm like, yeah, you brag about killing someone lately. Lavetta? We, we can't I hang out. No, I don't. And I you, say can't not can't mm, can't. We so, can't hang right? out. If I no. was like, oh, Lavetta, the other day I killed somebody. Nope. You'd be like, so especially if I'm sleeping with you, dude, it's right. it's over. Mm, gonna yeah. go red flag for some smokes. Yeah. <laughs> and so. She so she griped to a friend about him. So they were like murders. So they arrested him. They arrested Raymond, Clementine's father, and Clementine and her brother testified against their father. Oh, bit. How old re- is she now? Like She's 20? about seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. So on the stand, she she and her brother said that um, he uh, that their father left town one night for unknown reasons, and then he returned home late. Um, uh, the next late, either the next morning or the day after with blood and brain matter on his shoes and shirt. Uh. Her brother, Zephyrin even stated that when he returned home, Raymond, their father bragged about, uh, the murders that he had committed and said that the victims deserved it. (sighs) Now, some people think that, oh, and, and then they went on to say that they both fear for their lives. Now, some people think they just was like, yeah, get this motherfucker out of here. We're tired of say, him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will say, like, you beat your children, you face some consequences. Yes. So he was in jail. But while he was in jail, more murders happened. So they were like, OK, it's not him then. Damn it. So in March of 1911, so the next month mm-hmm. in San Antonio, Texas, so farther away, yeah. Alfred and Elizabeth Cassaway and their three children oh. and nephew were Aye. murdered. Aye. Oh, my God. This caused a twist in the investigation because the family had a white mother, unlike the previous two families who were all black. So these are all black families in the okay. beginning. Oh, so now which, we care. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh. Which I'm just interested that they cared enough to arrest Raymond. It was like, you that's know. Nice. So, that's nice. Um, that's a nice little change. Yeah. Now, Raymond... Um, so Raymond was thought to have committed all three of these massacres. But again, because he was in jail, sitting in jail, <laughs> they were like, mm, maybe he didn't do it. So um, now in November, so now we're March. So we're what, six months later. Yeah. On um, 
November 26, 1911, Norbert Randall, his wife and three children and nephew were also murdered in Lafayette in the same way. So these murders. Okay, so Texas and then six months later back in Lafayette. Yeah. Um, But the thing that that was a little bit different about this is that while the, the rest of the family was attacked with an ax, Norbert was shot in the head. So that's the, that MO is a little off. Mm. So that sounds like a copycat almost, you know, cause that's a little, yeah. Like if you couldn't yeah, do it right. Cause I'm thinking if you have a gun, just shoot everybody. But I guess mm. a gun would alert somebody. I don't it's know. Loud. Yeah. Because of the mostly similar, uh, the similar way of the murders, authorities began to reconsider another suspect. You mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Thanks. It was clear that the killer was on the loose. So the Lafayette parish sheriff, uh, Louise Lacoste, who was already suspicious of Raymond's children. So he had become mm. suspicious of Ephraim and Clementine. Is he arrested them Louise? both. Uh, Louis. Louis. Louis okay. Lacoste. But I it's, was like a woman. Sh- no. No, it's, it's New Orleans. So. No. Yeah. So Louis. I. Um, it's Louisiana. So. Um, now, his suspicions stem from the fact that, from partly from the fact that they had bad reputations around town, the whole family. Okay. During Raymond's trial, their neighbors, the Stevens family, described them as filthy, shifty, and degenerate. <laughs> but, I mean, back then, I don't know. And there was another detail that concerned the sheriff. When police came to the, to the Barnabet residence to arrest Raymond, blood from the Andrus murders had been discovered on Clementine's clothes. She testified during her father's trial that he had wiped the blood there. Mm. But I mean, because mm. you wouldn't expect a woman. Because you never. A young girl. A, yeah, she's 17. No, she's 17. Right. So now when uh, deputies arrested Clementine and searched the family's home more thoroughly, they found more damning evidence. Oh, shit. As the Daily uh, Piscayune reported on November 28th, 1911, there was, quote, a complete suit of women's clothes in her room, saturated with blood and covered with human brains. Oh, quote. my God. Ew. Not Sorry, only like that. I knew that's where you were going. Yeah. But still horrifying. Not only that, but the latch on their door was covered in blood. Zephyrin provided okay. an alibi for well, the night. Well, they couldn't even, like, wipe it up? I think, obviously, there's some mental stuff that's going yes, on with Clementine. So, yeah. um, so Zephyrin, her brother, had an alibi for the night of those murders, but Clementine had none. So she was taken to jail, but the murders didn't stop. Oh, my so God. So this is why it's so weird. Yes. Now, so because everybody's freaking out, because, again, it's murders. Yeah, shit. It doesn't matter as a black one. It's murders. People freaking out, right? Just eat what's at home. So the papers are going crazy. So they came up with this theory. So in January of 1912, three more families were murdered. Right? Oh my God. In the third instance, when Felix Broussard, his wife and their three children were killed in Lake Charles, Louisiana, the killers or killers, the killer or killers splayed the victim's hands apart with pieces of wood and left a handwritten message on the wall. Some sources say the message was written in blood, others in pencil. Either way, the letter spelled a spooky sentence, quote, and it said, when he maketh the inquisition for blood, he forgiveth not the cry of the humble. It's a version of, of Psalm 912 okay. in the uh, King James Bible. Oh. Right. So now the message was signed human five. Human five. Yeah. The number in the signature uh, led police to think a band of murderers were at work and also lent them to the nickname picked up by the press, the human five gang. Now the newspapers had a field day and they seized on the fact that the murders were connected to a voodoo ritual. So basically that church that they yes. belong to. So then people were like, oh, Clementine is a, a voodoo priestess. And I'm like, voodoo is very different mm, than Christianity. It's not the same but, thing. Okay. She's black, so she's got to be a voodoo it's priestess. It's not at all the same thing. It's like the totally different thing. I know. So now one newspaper, the Paso Gazette, published a story on the, the murders titled Voodoo's Horrors Break Out Again. Because they're trying to sell papers. They're trying to sell papers. The story suggested the crimes were connected to human sacrifice. It okay. took place as part of a voodoo ritual. No. And emphasized that the idea of the number five is somehow having ritualistic relevance. It doesn't, though. So, um, now, um, so yeah, they it's this whole voodoo conspiracy, da-da-da. So, um, so they ran the whole voodoo angle. After that, the story hit newsstands and other newspapers picked up the voodoo angle. Okay. So around the same time, rumors were swirling that Clementine was the leader of some kind of cult called the Church of Sacrifice, uh, the church they belonged to, the right. sanctified church, right? 
So, which was supposedly led by one Reverend King Harris, a Pentecostal revival preacher with a small congregation connected to the Christ sanctified Holy Church. Police took Harris in for interrogation after rumors of religious involvement ran rampant, but the Reverend had never heard of a church of sacrifice and was visibly shaken to think that his sermons could have possibly inspired a series of bloody axe murderers. Okay. Now, eventually investigators would get at least some of their answers. On April 5th, 1912, Clementine made a full confession, admitting to, wait for it, oh God. 17 murders. <gasps> she claimed oh she had bought a voodoo charm meant to protect her while committing her crimes. Wow. And said that she and her accomplices drew lots, to, drew lots to see who would commit the murders. She also said that she disguised herself as a man to better lurk unnoticed at night. Mm. The Daily Piscuine, um, Piscuine, Piscuine. How do you spell it? Picayune. 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 The Daily Picayune. Oh, my Lord. It's fine. Noted it's been a long day. It's a lot of education for not knowing that. It's Um, fine. You're still very smart. Noted that sometimes. It looks like there was maybe an S. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm smart. (laughs) Uh, Now, they noted the Daily Picayune noted that, quote, she declared she killed the children because she did not wish them left orphans in the world. End quote. But why did she kill their but parents? But her murder, the crime, her murders were never made clear. Now, the Lafayette adv- advertiser printed her full confession in paper on April 5th, 1912, but added at the end, quote, Clementine's confession has been received with varying shades of belief owing to the positive way she wore in the trial of her father and the misleading information she has given us as to her accomplices, end quote. So basically they're like, her story keeps changing. Now, I mean, she definitely committed murder. She couldn't keep the story straight. So, but it's so hard to figure out why, like like you said, like, yeah, yeah. she had previously testified in court that her father was a dangerous man behind the murders. But, you know, I don't know. She gave names for accomplices and then she changed it. It's just, it was just all a, a shit show. Now, the district attorney, Howard E. Bruner, theorized that some of these murders were copycat crimes. Remember oh, I was saying okay. there's a lot yeah, of axe yeah, murders? Yeah. But he believed that Clementine was a moral pervert, end quote. A moral pervert. Who was guilty of everything she confessed uh, to. How about just murderer? Because Clementine had said that she caressed the corpses after she had killed them. That's disgusting. Now, the court records of her trial. You got me at murder. I know. Now, there's court records of her trial uh, were summarized and published by the Federal Writers Project in 1942. And their account makes plain that there was a great deal of public confusion regarding the details of the case at the time. For one thing, there's probably never a church of sacrifice. Okay. As the papers had said, Reverend Harris had preached in Lafayette the night of the Randall murders, but was otherwise uninvolved. According to the Federal Writers Project, quote, a state of confusion existed in the public mind regarding the sacrifice church, the existence of which had never been established. And Harris's, the sanctified church and the frequent arrest of the latter were made, end quote. It's possible that the words sanctify, sanctify and sanctified were confused with sacrifice after the voodoo cult rumors That's what I thought spread. happened. I think someone did that on purpose to sell a newspaper. Yeah. Now, the voodoo damage had already been done. So the Lafayette population was, they Ouch. were just crazy. They were like, well, she's a voodoo priestess. Yeah. We got to get rid of her, right? It didn't help that Clementine had named a voodoo priest who had given her the invisibility charm. And I was thinking, so she wants the invisibility cloak? Um, like, okay. So that's just a story written a hundred years later. Yeah. Now she, there. so she fingered this guy named Joseph Thibaudet. Thibaudu, D-E-A-U-X. That's how you say do, right? That's Thibaudu. Thibaudu. Oh, Thibaudu. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thibaudu. Joseph Thibaudu. She said that he also gave her the ideas for the crime. But Thibaudu's like, I don't know what you're talking about, woman. I mean, uh, like, if you didn't commit a crime, <laughs> you're fine. He said you know that never happened. If you're like, if, uh, unless you're like handing the axe over, I would like to murder. Can you hand me that axe? Sure. Thibaudu's yeah. like, my name's Bennett. I ain't in it. Mm. Uh, he's like, I am not a voodoo priest. I don't know what you're talking about. Nope. He's, he's simply engaged in root-based medicine. So homeopathic medicine. That's right. Not the devil. Yeah. Um, Just like, hope your cold goes away quicker than it would have. Yeah. Now, one local paper came out to defend him. It's like, he's a kind-hearted yeah. local guy or whatever. Now, despite investigators' suspicion regarding Clementine's confession... The stories about her continued to circulate. Bruner officially filed charges against her on April 14th, 1912. While she sat in jail, she confessed to a total of... Oh, God. 35 murders. Holy shit! Yeah. 
but kept retelling her story with differing details that made it hard to know the truth. This girl is After, crazy. Yeah, she's, there's definitely some mental stuff. Yeah. And then the attention. Yeah, yeah. Know? So after her confession, Clementine was examined by several doctors. Who, now, this is racism. This is straight up racism. Who were like, she, they deduced that she was perfectly sane. Really? No. Yeah, that's this, racism. This girl ain't sane. Just, do you want to clarify why that's racism? Because it's racism. Yeah. I can clarify because... Uh, She's, I guess, you know, but insane asylums are even worse then. So maybe it is better that she went to jail. I don't know. Because she, mean, well, uh, spoiler alert, she went to jail. Yeah. Like the, it's just an overarching yeah. problem when people assume if this was a white woman, they'd be like, that's, that's not normal. That's right. But she's a black wrong. woman. So, and they're degenerates anyway. So mm. that's the underlying thing. That's so now, cause nobody can listen to her and be like, yeah, and I, I caressed the, the corpses afterwards. No, totally sane. Is, yeah, totally fine. But her that's de- fine. Her defense attorneys that were fine. like, "She's definitely insane." I mean, like, <laughs> so, like this isn't hard, guys. <laughs> so she, they, she stood trial because they said okay. she was sane, and she was sentenced to life at Louisiana Penitentiary at the age of nineteen. I mean, she attempted an escape. She gotta go. Yeah, on July thirty first, nineteen thirteen, but was caught the same day. Despite her escape attempt, she was considered a model prisoner. She didn't, however, serve very long. According to one brief report about the prison, Clementine received a procedure that was said to have restored her to normal conditions. Sounds like a lobotomy. That sounds like a lobotomy. Wow. So she was released. I'm okay with. Yeah. So she won't kill nobody else. Like. But wow. But she's she was released for good behavior after serving ten years. I mean, if you have a lobotomy, you're gonna be good. Now the only thing is she. Well, you're gonna be. um, You're gonna be submissive and like yeah, yeah, because yeah. Now she walked out of prison and was never heard from again. So maybe the conjuring bags worked. I don't know. I mean, hey. Uh, Now, the evidence in her room suggests. um, So I just this is like kind of context. What I was telling you about. There's a lot of axe murders then. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one person uh, actually Mental Floss recently, the website Mental Floss uh, theorized this this, uh, man by the name of Dr. Jeff Anderson, a history professor at the University of Louisiana, Monroe. He told Mental Floss that either Clementine or someone in her house performed the majority of these murders, but that her confessions are so contradictory. I don't think she totally committed all of the murders that she said she did. I will say this, Lavetta, if you actively take one person's life, I am done with you. Yeah. Like I really am like, and I, who else could it have been? Her brother, her steal, father, you can trick, you can, you know, and with op- an ax. Right. But like you murdered somebody with an ax. Like that's cold blood. An ax. Now, some said that um, if, if her race or class had been different, we'd be closer to knowing the truth. Yeah. But the problem is you don't know fact from people's making stuff up, the voodoo stuff. Like you don't know. Did she kill one person and know somebody else in her house that killed another person? Or did I the other like person she, kill some people? Look, she might not have killed 35 people, but I feel like she killed 10. That's like, a lot of people. Though. I mean, yeah, for a seventeen-year-old girl, they found all those clothes with blood and brains on it. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, she killed somebody, but yeah. I'm just like, who else in the house? Was and it also, the father? Like, she killed somebody and like was good with it. Well, yeah. Well, you that's where I mean? the mental. You know what I mean? Like, and also bragging about it because I don't think she killed as many people as she said. She probably killed. not. Now, um, so, but also it says, uh, so they go on to say about her race and her class, but it also says author James Hoare wrote Real Crime Daily. He says, quote, she scandalized the press, stirring up a gumbo of moral panic in a state where civil war and slavery remained a living memory. Yeah. Everything about Clementine represented a collision, even a perversion of cultures in the eyes of white Louisiana, from their mangled Creole French to their mangled beliefs, a tabloid baiting blend of voodoo, itself a blend of Catholicism and West African tribal rights and evangelical Christianity, end quote. Yeah. Now, strangely enough, there were more, like I said, another set of axe murderers terrifying Louisiana around the same time. Nearby, the murders of the infamous axe man of New Orleans. This is very famous. He basically called the cops and said, if play jazz in every house, if there's not jazz playing, I'm going to go in and kill somebody. Oh my God. Yeah. So locals in the uh, late 1910s. So the killings had never been solved. And he kept killing a lot of Italian, like, butchermen, too. It's very strange. Jesus And several decades earlier, a killer sometimes called the Servant Girl Annihilator committed several axe murders in 1880s Austin, Texas, crimes that were never solved. Experts aren't sure if all those murders are connected, but damn. 
Now, in a book from from 2017 called The Man from the Train, and I've heard about this guy because they think he also did the Vasily Axe murders I was telling you about. Okay. Bill James, author Bill James, um, and author Rachel MacArthur James make the case that a slimy, <laughs> I could have taken that out, a German immigrant named Paul <laughs> Muller yeah. is in fact the deadliest ser- serial killer in American history. After murdering the Newton family of Westbrook, Massachusetts in 1897, Bill and Rachel James believed that Muller began traveling the railroads in America and Canada, murdering entire oh. families along the way. His death toll was somewhere around 90. Oh my God. Muller's crimes almost always saw him break into homes after midnight and murder all of the occupants with the blunt side of an ax. Muller, uh, although Bill and Rachel James accept that Clementine Barnabet confessed to committing multiple murders, they are convinced that most, if not all of the crimes associated with Clementine were actually carried out by Muller, AKA the man from the train. Whoa. And that's the same guy that they think killed the Vasily Axe murder. So, cause he would just get off the town. It's true that there were like similar murders like in Texas and then back. Yeah. So, so okay well then i feel bad but so that's clementine barnabet I just feel like she did something yeah or you know or like like you said it's you know i'm always hesitant about i mean all serial killers have to be mentally crazy yeah they to, just are They're but not people okay. who are really out of it i'm always like because many people with mental illness do not kill. The majority of people who have mental mm. illness do not kill. So obviously she's a sociopath or a psychopath. But right. it's hard to know because of racism but, but and sexism. Like Because if she was white, we would have figured this out. They would have investigated it uh, sooner. They would have, and they would have thoroughly investigated it. And if the, the victims, it. the early victims were white. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which makes me think that she or somebody in her house definitely killed them because usually serial killers kill within their own race. Oh, okay. Yeah, usually. They usually kill within their own race. That's for white people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why they're like black on black crime. I'm like, most serial killers are white men and they're killing white women. Mm -hmm. They're killing the white girls. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you keep frisking me. I know, but they're killing women. Um, But yeah, (laughs) isn't that fascinating though? But there are a lot of axe murders in like oh my god that's so crazy what's so creepy it's so like aggressive i don't know it's is that people in their house chilling and yeah. some fool comes in and kills everybody it in makes the family want to buy an alarm system right now oh yeah you should so yeah well that's a grim one uh so thanks listeners. for that <laughs> thanks for that happy valentine's day i hope you guys had a great one and happy black history month happy black history month <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up for another episode of Notorious Women. Guys, remember to follow us on all the things Notorious WM Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Our email is NotoriousWMPod at gmail.com. And our Instagram is Notorious Women Podcast. And also Patreon. 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 Guys, if you want to give us a dollar, dollar, $2, $20, $500, $87,212. You could do that. You could do that a recurring set monthly. Yeah, or you could do... If you want to. You do one time of 40000 We'll yeah, take that. that's fine. That's good. with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to become a patron and just help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash notoriouswomen, and that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash notoriouswomen. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.